Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So, we started a new series last week, and I had to retitle it because of the, uh, I didn't, the translation. I just didn't like that translation, so I didn't want to call it that. So we retitled it Living by Faith, which I really like because that's all over the Bible. In fact, several times that's quoted in the Bible, the just shall live by faith. So we titled it Living by Faith, and we'll get back into that again here. But, you know, following after the other series we've done on authentic faith and, and, and the glory of God, <clears throat> to, if we're going to be real authentic believers and we are going to manifest the glory of God, we're going to have to understand how to operate in faith. Because there is an operation of faith. And so what we're doing in this series is we're getting into the specifics, very specific uh, of operation in faith. Because we better know what faith is, right? <laughs> faith, faith is a real spiritual force. right? It, it, I know we don't see it, right? we can't see faith. Have you seen faith? Well, you can kind of see it in people's actions, right? But you can't really see it. It's a spiritual force. And we can choose to operate in faith. We can't touch it. We can't see it. But it's real, right? It's real. You could compare that to many uh, spiritual principles throughout the Word of God, right? Love, you don't, you don't see love, but it's real. It's a, it's a real spiritual force. There is re- God is love, right? There is a reality of that. Well, there is reality of faith, and it's real. So we're discovering that, of what that is. So let's go back to Hebrews 11.1 again, which is such, such a wonderful verse of Scripture to understand faith. Right here, this is huge, right? This is huge. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? We can't see faith, like I just said, but it can bring substance into our lives. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? When we have real faith, we already know we have the answer. (laughs) Come on now. When we have real faith, we're going to see it with our physical eyes. Amen. Come on now. Many people just believe faith is believing in God. And that's as deep as they go, right? I, well, I believe in God. Well, that's good. And that's a great start. But that's just the start, right? What does James say? James said, even the demons believe in God and tremble. Even demons believe in God. <laughs> so <laughs> faith goes a lot further, right? Because if that's all we got, I believe in God, we're, we're, we're in the same stance as a, a demon. We need to know what faith is. Come on now. Faith is a constant daily action of a believer. Amen? Of a real authentic believer, right? Faith is constant daily action. It, faiths, it takes faith to do the will of God. Right? We're just talking about being a witness, right? It takes faith to be a witness. You will not step out to be a witness if you don't have faith. 
He won't do it. Right? So, come on now. So, we will, when we have faith, we will be a witness. Amen? Because it's going to take faith to step out. Right? It, 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 I, always, I love that illustration from Indiana Jones. The, I think, was it the, I don't know which one it was now. The, the Holy Grail one. Where he stepped out on the, the bridge that wasn't there. And he had, to, he had to step out on this bridge because the book said there was a bridge there. The book. Hello. Of course, movies take a lot from the Bible, don't they? They take a lot of thoughts from the word and then apply them in a movie. So the book said, there's a bridge here. Take a step out. And so he did. But the, he, it looks like he was going to fall into the ravine and die. But he took the step and there, boom, was the bridge. Well, the, real faith is going to have to take that step of faith. Amen? You're going to have to take a step of faith out to, 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 to be a witness for Jesus. You're going to have to step out on the bridge you don't see. Right? What, what happens when we go to be a witness often? Uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. What am I going to say? Uh, that's where faith comes in. Hello? You step out and you say, whatever comes out of here, hopefully it isn't crazy, Right? But if it is a little crazy, you can get directed real quick by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on now. This is real life. Right? I'm talking real. I'm rocking real stuff. Come on. I've stepped out and said things. I'm like, what did I just say? Come on. And then I'm tuning in, right? I'm tuning in. Get my words tuned in. Well, ooh, come on. Tune those words into the Holy Spirit. That's what we just did this morning after worship. Hello. I was tuning in. What did the Spirit want to say right there? And so all of that, I was actually operating in faith. Hello? I was in operation of faith as I, as I gave those words this morning. I was believing God for the right words at that moment in time, right then, right there. I didn't have anything prepared at all. So I was believing God for the words to speak, and I was trying to find the flow. And so even when I started, I remember thinking, I'm not, I don't think that's it. That's not it. Hello? And so I, I tried to find the right flow of the Spirit, and I was doing that by faith. Are you getting this? This is huge. I know a lot of people think, well, I don't need that. Yeah, you need that if you actually want to be an authentic believer. You want, to be, you want to operate in faith. You need that really bad. Hello? So, so when you step out to witness, you're stepping out and, and you're trusting the Lord to give you some words to speak. And if it doesn't come out perfectly right away, don't worry about it. Keep on moving in faith. Keep on moving in faith. Keep on trusting God for those right words. Come on. You can pray while you're talking, you know. Hello? You can still pray while you're talking, right? You're talking, you're starting to talk and inside you're like, Father, help me, help me, help me. Help me get the right words. Help me get the right words. Come on now. Hallelujah. But, I mean, everything in, in Christianity, if, you, if, you're, if you're a real authentic believer, you're actually operating the way God wants you to operate. That's why the just shall live by faith, living by faith. The just shall live by faith. We should be using faith all the time. Otherwise, we are just churchgoers. Come on now. Faith should be normal operation in daily life. 
I've said this for years. I don't know if anybody does it. I don't know if anybody cares, but that's fine. <laughs> I pray over my mail, right? If I'm going to mail something, which I don't mail much anymore, right? I mean, we pay everything online almost. But I still mail a few things, right? And I, I, I take that mail and I say, in the name of Jesus, it's usually a bill, right? And I say, this gets there to its destination quickly, efficiently, and promptly, and is applied properly to my accounts in Jesus' name. Boom! What did I just do? I actually used faith. Because anybody had some bills applied wrong before? Anybody had some checks never get there? Why do I use faith? Because it works. Hello, come on now. This is what I'm saying. Every, everything for a Christian, we're, we're always living by faith all the time. The just shall live by faith. Come on now, giving. You, you won't give if you don't have faith, right? Because you got a woo, faith, woo. Woo, right? Well, I tell you, that'll grow your faith tremendously if you just do what God said to do. I've been given my whole Christian life, tithing and offering, giving tithes and offerings my whole life, my whole Christian life. And, and it's grown my faith so much because I just know he's going to meet my needs, just like he said. So I don't have any problem giving every time. It's like, no problem, right? Well, I've operated in faith in that area for years and years and years. If you operate in areas of faith for years, you're going to be a lot better in it. Hello? Prayer. Prayer takes faith, right? That's why the world thinks we're nuts. You praying? Who are you praying to? Who are you talking to? I don't see no, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to God. And you, can't, you can't see him, but he's there. And he's listening to me. And so I'm praying by faith. And if I actually pray by faith with real operation of faith, he does hear me and he does answer me. Amen. Right? You won't pray if you don't have faith, will you? No one's going to pray without faith. Right? You, you go out here to the world and you say, you know, do you, do you pray to God? And if they say, well, no, why would I do that? They don't have any faith. Right? There's no faith. So if you go to a churchgoer and you say, do you pray to God? They say, well, every once in a while I throw up a prayer hoping and I wishing that God shows up. Well, that's not faith either. And that's why we're doing the series. Amen. And we're, learning, we're going to learn all kinds of things about faith here. But Christians are called to constantly have faith in God. Not, not just on Sunday, not just on Easter, not just on Christmas. <laughs> Come on now. Christians are to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. That's why I retitled the series. Living by faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews 11, 6, right? The Bible says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Ephesians 6, 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith. We better know what that is. Above all? We better have a deep understanding of faith. Amen? If we want to do the will of God, come on now. Let's go to Mark 9, 23 again. Such an amazing, amazing verse that, whoo, if you believe this verse, woo, come on now. <laughs> Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. 
That is faith. Amen? Faith is belief. Believing is faith. Faith actually believes something, right? It believes. Jesus didn't say some things are possible, right? He didn't say a few things are possible. He said all things are possible to him who believes, right? Either this is true or it's not. It's like, it's like the, um, you know, you go to, you go to a non-believer and you're like, either Jesus is real or he's not. That's the only options you have. If you reject the only answer for salvation, you lose, right? You lose. Everything in the word of God is either believe it or don't. Right? We can't pick and choose what we like. Come on up. We're supposed to believe this. Amen. And Jesus was always, if you read the gospels, he's always trying people, get people to operate in faith. Well, he said all the time, ye of little faith, or he would say you of great faith. He loved to see operation of faith. And so I want to be a person who does exactly that. And I want, I want Jesus to say about me, come on, woo, Pastor Vern, woo, woo, great faith, great faith. Don't you want that? You want Jesus to turn to you and say, woo, I haven't seen such great faith. Or do you want him to say, I haven't seen such little faith. <laughs> ouch, ouch. That hurts, right? That would hurt. So we, we should be very, very, very interested in the subject of faith. Now, I have found over the years, many people have no interest in learning about faith at all, which astounds me. And that's like saying, well, I'm not really interested in learning about grace. I'm not interested in learning about love. I'm not interested in learning about peace. I'm not interested in learning about righteousness. Come on. All these subjects of the word of, of our God, come on, of what God has showed us in his word, we should be very interested in. Amen. So faith is something just like love we should be learning about all the time. People have no, most, most Christians have no problem with you learning about love, right? Oh, excuse me. But they're, they're, they're learn about love, learn about love. We want to learn more about love. Good. We need to learn more about love. We need to, I've, I've, I've done series, probably do another one here on the love of God and what it is and what that actually means, right? But we got to understand all these different areas if we want to grow up. Amen. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you, right? Matthew 9, 29. Does that mean it's important? Come on. Jesus said, it shall be done for you as you have believed. Matthew 8, 13. It shall be done for you as you have believed. Think about that. Do you actually believe that statement? <laughs> and are those the words of Jesus? Yes, they are. They're the words of Jesus. And since they are the words of Jesus, they are True, thank you. True. Come on now. If they're true, we should be very, very interested in faith. Faith, real faith, can change any situation. 
You missed a big amen right there. Having real, real operation of faith can change any situation. Come on now. This is based on what we just read. Is that true or not? It's true. In my book, it's true. <laughs> if you don't want to believe it, that's your choice. But in my book, that is true. Absolute truth right there. And, and what happens is many people blame God because they do not want to take responsibility. And that's called no fault religion, right? It's not my fault, God. It must be your fault. It's got to be your fault, God. It's not my fault. What did that? Oh, 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 come on. Was Adam? Adam lived in that land right there. No fault religion, right? What did he say? When he messed up. Hello? When he disobeyed God, when he did not operate in faith, what did he say? It's the woman you gave me, God. He not only blamed the woman, he blamed God himself. It's the woman you gave me. So he's pointing his finger at God. In other words, it is not my fault. People do it all the time today. Come on now. They still blame God all the time. And that's a really, really bad idea. In fact, many people blame it on the sovereignty of God. You've probably heard about the sovereignty of God. It's thrown around uh, as a big word that people love to say, but they don't even know what they're saying. There's the false sovereignty of God teaching. And the false sovereignty of God teaching says, if you were in a car accident, it was God's plan for you. Because God is sovereign and therefore it was his plan. Right? If you get cancer, they say, well, God must have a plan for you because he is sovereign and therefore it's for you. You got to learn what you got to learn from that because God is sovereign. Barf. I hate that. I hate that type of teaching. Hate it. Sickening, gross, disgusting. And all that teaching does is destroy lives. Hello? It's sickening. You should, you should be sickened by it. Hello? Righteous anger should rise up in a real Christian when people start talking like that. You get in a crowd of Christians and they start talking like that, you should be... Don't you dare stop. Don't you dare blame that stuff on my God. Don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you. you they should see some anger coming out of you. Hello? Did Jesus flip over the tables? Yes, he did. You should be flipping some tables. When someone starts blaming stuff on your God that he didn't do, flip some tables around. Amen. Who, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God is sovereign to his word. His word. Because if he's not sovereign to this, he's a liar. And that puts him in the camp of the devil, and he is not in that camp. Come on now. God will do what he said. Every time, he'll do what he said. Come on now. He won't violate his own word. Come on now. So we have faith in his word. 
Does God say with long life he will satisfy you? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, he did. He said that. Come on. So you believe that over everything else. You believe that over every other word out there. God said, with long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. That's the word I believe, and that's the word I will always believe. Come on now. God says he heals all your diseases. Psalm 103.3, right? So, so that is the word of God. That is where we are to put our faith. Come on now. God says the angels of God are encamped round about us. So we believe that. We have faith in that. We trust that. That is the truth. Come on. God says the greater one lives in us. 1 John 4, 4. The greater one is in me. The greater one is in me. Come on. The that's, that'll help you when you're witnessing, right? The greater one is in me. The greater one is in me. So we believe that. Over every other word. Come on. God says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hello? So we believe that over every other word. God says he'll supply all of our needs. So we believe that over every other word. God says, Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. So we believe that over every other word. If you don't know, we're talking Bible right now. Come on. We're talking real Bible right now. Not a nice little message. Come on. A lot of churches right now are preaching a nice little message. We are preaching real Bible right now. And if you believe what's being said right now, your life will be changed forever. Come on. And you can walk in the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, which we just talked about right there after worship. We were talking about the victory that Jesus gave us, and we have to believe that Jesus gave us the victory. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory. That's Bible. That's Bible. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory. He gives me the victory. See, I think the church as a whole has not even scratched the surface of faith. And they just accept whatever comes their way. And they're supposed to be living like that. Come on. They're supposed to be knowing the word. Come on, we're getting there. We're getting there. They're supposed to be, uh, they, they know what God said. And instead, what do they do? Often they live in religious tradition. Religious tradition, right? We go to church and we, we sing some hymns. And we have some fried chicken. The pastor gives a nice little message and we go home. No, 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 no. Come on. People have lived in religious tradition. And, and, and by doing so, they miss out. I see it all the time, right? Pastor, that, that's not how I see it. You see, you see, this is what happened to me. This is my experience, Pastor. I don't want to make light of your experience, but I will have to stick with the word at all times. Otherwise, I am not actually in faith of my God. 
So I will stick with the word of God. And so I asked them, what does the word of God say? Most people have no clue what the word of God says. No clue, none. Churchgoers, been going to church for 52 years, have no clue what this is. Because they've been hearing nice little messages. And, and they have no clue. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's absolutely astounding to me. This has happened to me for years and years and years. And people who sit in churches have no clue what this is. And I'm like, this is your whole, your, everything you believe is built on this. You better find out what this says. Otherwise, you are ripe for deception. You are ripe. Come on. You, the devil can come into you and mess you up so fast you don't even know what hit you. Because you don't know what this is. Well, no. We could use the example of sickness, right? So many, so many uh, uh, churchgoers have said, well, God must be teaching me something in this sickness. And yet that's not found at all in here. Where'd they get that idea? Some religious teaching. Some nice little message that got everybody's emotions stirred up because they told a message on how somebody got cancer and, and, and they came out of that cancer and now they love God. And they tell a big story around it. And so everybody gets all emotional and they go, whoa, wow. Come on now. This, this isn't built on emotion, amen? Faith is not built on emotion. That's from God right there. Faith is not built on emotion. If you're waiting for emotion, you're going to fail. Faith is built on this. Simple belief in what God said. You don't need any emotion to go along with it. None. You just got to know. Deep down on the inside, you got to have it abiding in you, right? Jesus said, if you abide me and my words abide in you, you'll have whatever you ask. Come on now. We don't need the emotion. We are, are, nothing wrong with having emotion, right? God gave us emotion, but we don't need emotion to believe God. We don't have to be all joyful about it. We don't have to be sad about it. We, don't, <laughs> we can just believe God. Read it, say, yep, that's right. I believe it. Come on now. Just believe it. You don't need no emotion. Just believe it. Hallelujah. Jesus said the traditions of men make the word of God of no effect. Mark 7, 13, right? Well, have you seen some Christian traditions? <laughs> well, traditions don't have any power. Traditions make the word of God of no effect. But I want the power. Come on up. I want the glory. I want the power. I want the reality to show up in my life. I want realness. I want God. I want the realness of God. I want God to show up like he said he would. Well, you're only going to get that by faith. Real faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Traditions won't do it, right? They won't do it. I don't, I don't like tradition, right? I don't like tradition. 
Ugh. When you start putting tradition all over the word, when church just becomes tradition, right? This is tradition. This is what we do. This is tradition. This <laughs> barf. Come on now. I want the power. And we got to have the word. We got to have word. We got to believe the word. We're getting there. We're getting there. I know. I'm preaching. Mark 11. We got to go back to Mark 11, right? Mark 11, 12, where Jesus curses the fig tree, which is such an amazing lesson of faith right here. We, we talked about this last week. We got to get back into it. Mark eleven twelve. 12. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry and seen from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. In response, don't you like that? Jesus, Jesus answered that tree. <laughs> In response, Jesus said to it, the tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Wouldn't that have been a sight to see? Jesus, you're following Jesus, the rabbi, the great teacher. You talk about breaking down tradition. <laughs> Come on now. They've seen the Pharisees walk around with great religious pomp and circumstance, right? The religious Pharisees of the day with their great robes and their great hats and their great everything. And they're just, and Jesus is walking around. He stops at a tree and he says, no figs on here. No one eat fruit from you ever again. Disciples are like, I think we might have picked the wrong rabbi. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. Woo. Well, we see a great lesson of faith right there. He's not crazy, is he? Jesus isn't crazy. He gives us a lesson in faith. So what happens to the fig tree? Read verse 20. Go down to verse 20, right? Now in the morning... As they passed by, this is shortly, right? Shortly after cursing a tree, it's dead. They saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. And as I said last week, I don't think that's a great translation because the Greek words are have faith God. So you have to add in, you have to really go to the context to figure out what this is saying. And that's why, that's why I think the better translation, which some do translate it that way, is have the God kind of faith or have the faith of God is another translation used. Have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. All you have to do is go down and, and read the next verse to figure that out. And we're going to get there in a second. But Jesus commands us to have the God kind of faith. Well, you know, God is a faith God. He speaks with faith. Have you read Genesis? God said, <laughs> let there be light. God is a faith God. And we should be faith people. Come on. So we should be unmoved by circumstances, just like God. We, sh we should see the victory. 
in the spirit before we see anything in the natural. You, you don't think God saw it before it was there? Absolutely he saw it. Because when he, when he got ready to speak, he had no doubt it was going to come to pass, which is faith. He had no doubt. What he spoke was going to happen. Hello? See, we're learning about faith. Look at verse 23, where we, we understand what Jesus was saying in verse 22, when he says, have faith in God, it's much better have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, you see how that fits? Context with have the God kind of faith? Have the God kind of faith. Whoever says to this mountain, did you catch it? If you say, have faith in God, whoever says to this mountain, you're like, wait a second, what? <laughs> have the God kind of faith. Whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and should not doubt in his heart, but believe things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Amen. One of the most shocking verses in the whole Bible. Hello? Jesus is telling us how to operate in faith. <laughs> and religion has said, that's not for you. That's not for you. And religion has tried to take it away, which really is the devil, right? The devil has tried to take this away from us. The devil tries to take away everything good, doesn't he? He's taken away tongues from almost the entire church. Right? You go to most churchgoers and you say, man, you, are, you, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Oh, no, I don't believe in that. Oh, why don't you believe in that? Well, my pastor said that's not for today. Well, would you like to read the Bible with me? <laughs> Come on now. Or would you like to just believe what your pastor says? That's why I say all the time right here. Look it up in the word for yourself. Amen? Find it in the word for yourself. Hallelujah. No, the devil steals away the good things from us. He wants to anyhow, right? He wants to. And so the religious teaching has made the words of Jesus of no effect. It's religious tradition. And Jesus said to speak to the mountain. Well, I tell you what, what's wrong with trusting the words of Jesus? Nothing. <laughs> what's wrong with actually believing the words of Jesus? Come on, the words of Jesus are much better than my words, right? I can preach about it all day long. I can, I can, I can preach about it, go around it, get deeper, give it a little more context, preach about it, preach about it, but still the words of Jesus remain and the words of Jesus are still true. It's like I heard one minister say once, he, he, he was preaching along and he said, you know, and I thought it was so good. He said, you know, I, I'm teaching on this scripture. I'm teaching on this verse, but really what he said is the best thing you can possibly, that's it right there. That's the best thing right there. That's the best thing right there. In other words, my preaching is not improving the word. It's helping, it's helping people hear it, and we're getting there, right? Anointed preaching is essential. But the Word is the Word, and, and, and by preaching the Word, I'm not making it better. 
Because the word is the word and it's the best it's going to get. And Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, right? Whoever means whoever. Are you a whoever? I'm a whoever. I believe that verse. Whoever. A lot of of Christians don't want to believe that. I just say, well, go take your way. But I say, I like that verse. And he said, whoever. Is Jesus a liar? No. No. He told the truth. And Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Right? So a lot of Christians like to make fun of people who speak to mountains, right? You, you speak, what, 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 what? Well, they'd make fun of Jesus too, right? He spoke to fig trees. He spoke to the winds and the waves. And they made fun. Come on. They'd make fun of us too, just like they made fun of Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to be in the camp of faith, you're going to have to be speaking to some things. If you want to truly, truly operate in faith, you don't want to just play religion. You want to just play church. You actually want to be a faith person. You're going to have to be speaking to some mountains. Because you cannot operate in real faith without speaking. Hello? Hello? (laughs) Jesus said we got to speak. Now, here's some good information. I I I got some news for you. If you don't believe in believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth, you think, well, I just, I just don't like that. Guess what? You ain't saved. You ain't even saved. That's how you get saved. Do we read it all the time around here? Romans 10, 9. What? You believe Jesus has risen from the dead and you confess him as Lord and you will be saved. I don't, I don't really like that. I don't like that faith in the heart stuff, speaking with the mouth stuff. I just want God to kind of show up and take care of everything. Hello? <laughs> I thought of this this week. I thought this would be a really interesting study if we're in church, so we can't really do it. But it was Bo Diddle, right? Bo Diddle is the, he goes to, Sarah's been watching this guy, Bo Diddle, on YouTube. He goes to churches and, and, and listens to the sermon and then, and then actually goes to the pastor and asks him questions. And a lot of times they, they, they don't even know what they're talking about. They're just reading a book, right? They're, they're just going with some worldly thing. They just got a book in the mail and they're, 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 they're <laughs> liturgy, right? And, no. This would be a really interesting study. Go to churches as they're dismissing. As the people are coming out and say, is Jesus your Lord? That would be very interesting. I thought, I thought Bo Diddle should do that. I got to imagine... You would be standing out of many churches and many people would be looking at you with a blank stare on their face. Well, I, he's my savior. And I, may, I accepted him into my heart. Isn't that what's taught a lot of days? 
I just heard it again. I heard it on TikTok or something. You've got to accept Jesus into your heart. Well, that's not really Bible. Now, I get that the Holy Spirit comes to live in us and Christ in us, the hope of glory. But the Bible says you've got to believe in your heart that he's alive and confess him as Lord. That's Bible. You want to get saved. You... How many churchgoers would stand at you, look at you in the face and go, is Jesus my Lord? But I tell you what, I thought of this. I thought of this. I tell you what, if someone stood outside this church, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. And they asked each one of you as you left today, is Jesus your Lord? I got a feeling, I got, I got a real good feeling that every one of you would say, yes, he is. Woo! Woo! <laughs> would you like that? I thought of that this week. I'm like, awesome. Because that means we're actually making disciples of Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. You see, that's why we say it, and that's why we talk about it, because we're waking up the lukewarm. Hello? If there's people coming out of churches, and I have no doubt at all that it would be, it would be oh, I would love for someone to do it and record it all. It would be like an amazing, amazing YouTube. Is Jesus your Lord? I said, I've been going to church for 52 years. I've given hundreds of thousands of dollars to this church. I, 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 and you'd say, yeah, but is Jesus your Lord? Oh, yeah, I don't like that. A lot of, a lot of church goers wouldn't like that because if Jesus is your Lord, this is, woo, this is everything to you, right? You're like, Ooh, I'm, I'm going to walk in this. I'm going to live in this. I'm going to devour this. I love Jesus. Jesus is the word of the living word of God. He's the logos. This is the logos right here in my hands. Ooh, ah, ooh this is going to be part of my life. This is going to dwell in my heart. Woo! Come on. That's real. That's real. Come on. And I want real. And that's what, that's what all these series have been about these last few series here, if you haven't noticed, they're all tying together with reality, right? Authentic faith. What is an authentic believer? What is that? And we went through all kinds of things that if you're authentic believer, you'll have all kinds of different actions going on. And, and then we talked about the glory of God. It, it real, realness, reality, it, the glory of God is going to be and show up in our lives, manifest from our lives, the glory of God. Come on. Real reality, right? And that's why if you want to actually operate in real faith, the just shall live by faith, you got to understand what faith is. And you got to understand what Jesus said about it. Why, why does most of the church ignore what Jesus said? Well, they just want religious tradition. They just want religious traditions. And that makes the word of God of no effect. And so they live just like the world. They live just like the world. Oh, they go to church. 
And then they go away from church and they do everything the world does. And then they go back to church and they go out and they do exactly what the world does. Come on now. If we're, if we're going to operate in real faith, whoo, come on. That's how Jesus operated. Amen. I want to operate like Jesus. I want to speak to the mountain and see the mountain move. Come on. I want the manifest glory of God. I, I, want, I want Jesus to say to me, you of great faith. Well, you're never going to get there unless you believe what Jesus said. Well, I just don't like that, Pastor. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. You'll never get there. You won't do it. And you won't do God's will. You won't, you won't accomplish God's will with your life. Hello? You can think you will, but you won't because you're ignoring Jesus. You can't ignore Jesus and get the will of God done. Hallelujah. Come on, we're saved by believing and speaking. What do we do to continue in faith? Faith is constant believing and speaking. Paul said we believe and therefore we speak. We don't stop believing and speaking. Hello? And when we doubt what Jesus said, that, that's bad ground to be standing on. And we read it last week, right? Doubt, doubt does what to us? Causes us to miss everything. Everything. Well, we'll look at James 1 again. James 1 explains it so well. I'm just a preaching machine this morning. Watch out. <laughs> James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Notice, notice the faith in that stance, faith in those words. Come on. But let him ask in faith, right? Verse 6, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You can't explain it better than that, can you? The wave of the ocean is up and down, up and down, up and down. God is coming through for me. God's not coming through for me. I trust God. Oh, not today. I trust God. To, no, not today. Come on. When, when we truly are operating in faith, there is one outcome. What did we talk about last week? Who did we talk about that he said, I will have the victory? Who, 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 who? Who did we talk about? David! Remember? We read the whole scripture, all the scriptures about David saying, Ooh, today he is going down. He will be going down today. He is being taken out. I will cut off his head today, feed the carcasses of the Philistine to the birds of the air. And that's what he got. Because he actually believed it. <laughs> and he said it, didn't he? Hello? Real faith only accepts one outcome. That is victory. Hello? The will of God is always good, is it not? Third John 2, come on. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even, even as thy soul prospers. I just think God doesn't want that much for us, you know. No. Beloved, I wish above all things you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Woo! <laughs> what does tradition do with that verse? Well, it's just 
not really for us. See, that was written a long time ago. No, a real authentic believer will say, Woo! What? 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 Come on. <laughs> Who? We're getting there. We're getting there. So from what we have just read for the last few minutes, right, about doubt, right, if we don't doubt, we get the answer. So how do we not doubt? Oh, we're going that brave. We're going there right now. You're going to like this. This is where we're headed today right now. Look at Acts 10, 19. Acts 10, 19. This is Peter, the vision from heaven, going to Cornelius' house, which is awesome. We, I, I, we'd love to read the whole thing, but you know, that'd take another 15 minutes, so. Acts 10, 19, while Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing. Don't you like those words? For I have sent them. If you don't know this story about Peter, right, he, was, he was being called to go to Cornelius' house, who was a Roman centurion, who was obviously a Gentile. And, he, and Peter's like, uh, he doesn't go associate with the Gentiles, right? So he's like, no, I can't go there. But the Lord gives him a vision of, of unclean animals coming down out of heaven three times. And Peter says, no, no, Lord, I won't eat that. And the, and the, and the Lord says, kill and eat, kill and eat, kill and eat. In other words, everything's clean now. Go ahead and eat. In other words, the Gentiles are clean also. And they're going to be clean through Christ as we sit here today. We are Corneliuses right here. Only because of Jesus. We are Corneliuses. And we were made clean through the blood of Jesus. But three men show up, ask Peter to come with them, and he goes and preaches the gospel to Cornelius' household. And not only do they get saved, come on, they get filled with the Spirit and all pray in tongues and prophesy. Real faith. Real Christianity shows up in Cornelius' house, right? Not, well, you just need to, you just need to accept Jesus into your heart. No, he comes down there and preaches the gospel. And it says while he was preaching, while he didn't even have to give an altar call. He didn't have to say anything while he was preaching. You can imagine in their hearts, they were like, is he ever going to be quiet? Because I want to receive this. I want this. I want this. And they're so hungry that the spirit of God just falls in the middle of the preaching. And they're so hungry that they all get filled with the spirit while he's preaching. I'd like to see that. They all get filled with the Holy Spirit while he's preaching. And they all begin praying in tongues. And the whole household gets saved and prays in tongues and prophesies. Wow. I can't wait to see a replay of that. Hallelujah. But Peter was told to go with these, these foreign men, these Gentiles, doubting nothing. This is big. This is big, right? Peter, 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 ooh, right? This was, he did not like going with these Gentiles. So how could Peter go with no doubting? How? He had heard 
from God. <laughs> he had heard from God. That's where we're going. Come on, hold on to that. He had heard from God. Come on, let's go to Romans 10. Romans 10, 13. For whoever calls, and there's another whoever, right? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You can be a preacher too, amen? You don't have to be a full-time preacher, but you're a preacher. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Ooh, glory. You see, preachers are necessary, amen? <laughs> Some today would say, well, you know, we don't need that preaching stuff. We don't need that. No, we need that. We need the anointed preaching of the word of God. In fact, Ephesians 4 talks about the gifts of the ministry, right? He gave some prophets, uh, uh, pastors, evangelists, apostles, teachers. Why? Why did he give them? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Hello. So yeah, we need anointed preaching of the word of God. We need to hear anointed preaching of the word of God. Amen. Not a nice little message. Come on now. As we hear anointed preaching, come on, things open up to us. Ooh, man, I've, I've received so many revelations during the anointed preaching of God's word. So faith comes when we hear anointed preaching. You know, I read this quote the other, the other day. I said, I think I told youth group. I don't, I don't think I told you. But Spurgeon said, there is no worship of God that is better than the hearing of a sermon. I was like, wow. That's, that's a quote. There is no worship of God that is better than the hearing of a sermon. Why? Because if we're really tuned in to hear the preaching of the word, ooh, that is real worship. That is real worship. When we are just church going, that's not worship, right? We can sit in the chairs, but if we're actually hearing the word of God and we're receiving it into our hearts, we're being, we're being good ground, which we talked about youth group on Wednesday or Tuesday. <laughs> We, we were, we're being good ground for the word of God. That is worship. You're actually receiving the word of God. Ooh, God is like smiling big. When he sees hearts receiving what God, what he said. Oh man. Hallelujah. So the word of God needs to be preached, right? Let's go on to verse 16. But they have not all, all obeyed the gospel. Well, we found that out to be true, right? For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed? Believed, faith, believed, our report. Come on. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, faith does not come by begging. People still today beg for faith, pray for faith. That is not how you get faith. Hello? Faith comes by hearing from God. The word, the word word there, hearing by the word is rhema in the Greek. It means spoken word. Come on now. We need to hear God for ourselves. 
not just with our physical ears, amen, in our hearts. If we're going to have faith, we got to hear God in our hearts. And we aren't going to have faith unless we actually hear him. Remember, remember, Jesus always said, let him who has ears to hear, hear. He was looking at people with ears on their heads, like I'm looking at people with ears on their heads, right? And he said, let him, he, that's why people, that's why a lot of people thought Jesus was crazy. He said a lot of things that you're like, what? <laughs> let him who has ears to hear, hear. Amen. Well, if you're thinking in the natural, you're like, well, I, I I got ears. I'm hearing you talk. What are you talking about, Jesus? Right? Jesus is going a lot deeper than physical ear, right? They all, they all had some ears on their head. They had some flesh, fleshy appendages on their head, right? But the fact is we can all hear but not actually hear. And that happens all the time. Some some today are going to leave here with greater faith than they had when they came in. Amen. There's going to be growing of faith today for those who are hearing the word. Come on. Some will leave here today knowing they have been changed today. Knowing they received from God today. They heard the word, they received it in their heart and it's growing in them even now. And some will leave here wondering why the pastor preached so long. <laughs> Come on now. Some will leave here today having no idea what was even said. Hello? And that's how I've seen that for years and years, right? Yeah, you ask. You, yeah. <laughs> He asked, what, what did we talk about last week, right? That's why I used to do it with the youth all the time. I haven't done it recently. I'd ask the youth, what, what did we talk about last week? And they all, they got, they got used to writing it down, making sure they had it in their notes. Because every week I'd say, what did we talk about last week? And they all look at me and go. And I have to tell them, right? What does that mean? We're not hearing it. We're not actually hearing it, right? We're not hearing it. Because it's not really living yet, right? And when we actually hear it, it's living. Amen. And it's growing on the inside of us, right? It's growing, it's growing, it's growing. Come on, you can't see it. Remember, faith is a substance of things, so forth. You can't see it. Faith is not about seeing, but you know it's growing on the inside. The word has been planted and it's been received in your heart. You've received the word of the living God and that seed is now growing. Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. Come on. Faith does not come to all who hear with physical ears. No. Jesus spoke many words, but many still had no faith at all. Many had no faith at all, yet he was telling them right here, he, all the things we've read today, Je Jesus' words, he was telling them how to have faith. Come on, many had no faith at all after hearing Jesus. So if we're going to actually move and operate in faith, we got to hear from God. 
And many people want to skip that step. They want to jump ahead of that step. They don't want to actually hear from God. They want to try something. Hello? You can't jump, jump out in faith without hearing from God first. You got to hear it on the inside, right? It's like jumping out of the airplane without a parachute. You haven't really heard the word yet. You heard Pastor Vern tell a story, uh, 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 so you tried it. Come on now. That doesn't work. And that's where a lot of people miss it right there. And, and there's many, many people. I've even talked to many, many people. I tried that. Well, it's not about trying. It's about doing. And you don't do until you know. Hello? Come on now. Well, I, I tried that. I tried speaking to the mountain. I tried speaking to that. I tried it. Well, you don't try it. You do it. And you only do it when you actually have it in your heart. That's like confessing Jesus is Lord. Come on. You, you do it when you have faith in your heart. Hello? You see, Peter could not have gone to the house of Cornelius with no doubts unless he had heard from God. And there is a difference between hearing with our heads, hearing with our physical ears, and hearing with our hearts. Come on. When we hear with our heart, we're going to be moved to action. We're going to fight the giant like David. When we hear with our heart, we're going to, woo! Come on now. That's like witnessing. Woo! When we hear it with our heart, we're going to act. I think it was Spurgeon also that said, if you have no desire to share Jesus with anyone, you are not saved and I will not see you in heaven. I'm like, that's true. Because <laughs> there is no way someone can actually be born again. Actually know real life. Actually know real joy. Actually know real peace. Actually know Jesus and not want to share him with someone else. There's no way. Come on now. You see, we have to actually hear it. We need to hear from God to have real faith, right? When I was born again, I had heard the anointed preaching of the word of God. And I received it in my heart. Come on. Jesus is, needs to be your Lord. You need to confess Jesus is Lord. You need to receive what Jesus did for you. You need to believe he has risen from the dead. This is what you do to be saved. I've been in church for years, never heard that. And I received it. And I was born again. Hallelujah. Why? Because I received the word from God. And it came, in this case, through anointed preaching. But it's still the word of God. Amen. I only had faith to be born again because I actually received the word in my heart. See, that's why I think there are a lot of churchgoers who have not received the word of God in their heart and been born again. And then therefore, they are just churchgoers and they are just checking off a box. But we must receive the word in our hearts and be born again. And that's just one example, right, of faith. 
Our ears have to be open to hear what the Spirit wants to say. And often, I've found over the years, many ears close. They do not want to hear. <laughs> they do not want to hear it, right? They already know everything. They've got it all figured out, right? They do not want to hear it. You start talking about tongues, watch out. You start talking about divine healing. I'm like, well, God wants to heal you that. Ooh, I don't know about that. Well, you don't have ears to hear. If you don't have ears to hear, you won't get the promise. You won't get the blessing. You got to have ears to hear it. Hello? See, I can't hear from God for you. I can't do it. I'd like to be able to hear for you, but I can't. You have to hear from God yourself. And that's why I think a lot of people miss it, right? They just trust what the pastor's saying. They just trust in the preacher, yet they, they, they aren't really getting the word in themselves. They aren't really growing up themselves. They aren't really putting the word in for themselves. They aren't hearing from God for themselves. You got to hear from God for yourself. Amen. Come on now. You got to choose to have ears to hear. Just like Jesus said, let him has ears to hear, hear. You can choose to have ears to hear, amen? And when you hear from God, you're going to know it. Hello? Why? Because it's alive. <laughs> Come on. When you actually hear God on the inside, you're going to get excited. You might have to take a lap. Come on now. I remember this one minister. Years ago, I heard this. He said, I was meditating on this verse in the word of God and I was in my bed and it was 2 a.m. And I was just meditating on it and meditating on it, thinking about it again and chewing on it again and thinking about it again. And he said, I had to get up and start taking laps around the house. Come on now. If you, if you don't get excited about the word, then I don't know. I don't think it's alive. Come on now. We're going to look. I'm going to, I'm going to give you some verses right now. If you don't get excited about these verses, I don't think you have heard them. Now, you probably heard them, right, with physical, but you haven't heard them. They aren't living. Come on now. How about, how about this famous verse? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Bonus points for everybody who can say it off the top of their heads. <laughs> Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Woo! <laughs> oh my. Come on. Saints. If you haven't really heard that, it's time to hear it. If you ain't getting excited about that, come on now, you see what I'm saying? How about this? Matthew 8, 16 and 17. When the evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Did you hear it? Come on. That should be exciting to you. Amen? 
if you've heard it, if you've truly heard it, Philippians 4.19, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That should be exciting. Come on. Psalm 103.3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. <laughs> right? If we read these things with religious glasses on, they mean nothing. They're just like, oh, isn't that a pretty little verse? Isn't that a cute little, oh, it's so pretty. It's just so pretty. What a pretty verse. Isn't it wonderful? Come on up. If you, if you read that with faith eyes, it's real. It is in a religious book. You're just like, isn't that, a, oh, it's so cute. No, it's, ooh, God said that? Come on now. Philippians 14, 413. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Yeah, I can do it. Why? Because I believe what he said and I've heard it in my heart. Come on. You got to hear it in your heart. Come on now. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, who's, he who sows sparingly will, will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have faith, that excites you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Galatians 3, 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Ooh, that, oh, that made me almost take a lap right there. <laughs> Having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. You hearing this? Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for me. He became a curse for me. He took the curse. He took, Jesus took the curse. Woo, come on now. This is, a, if you don't know, this is a healing verse right there. We didn't talk about that when we were talking about healing verses a couple of weeks ago. That's a major healing verse right there. Hello? Why? Because go back and look at the curse in Deuteronomy 28. It's filled with curse. It's filled with disease. It's filled with sickness. Sickness and disease are part of the curse of this earth. And it says Jesus redeemed us from it. Mm. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory. You see? If you've heard that, it's like, Ooh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Come on, I quote that all the time, all the time. You should be quoting the verse from your mouth, from your heart, as we, as we believe and therefore we speak. 
Nothing shall by any means hurt me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment I shall condemn, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. No evil shall befall me, and no plague shall come to my dwelling. The angels of God are encamped round about me. With long life, Father, you said you'd satisfy me and show me your salvation. Jesus, you said nothing shall by any means hurt me. Who the greater one's on the inside of me. I got the greater one on the inside. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror. And thanks be to God who gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. See what I'm saying? If it's alive in you, it starts a coming out. And you've heard from God. You've heard from God. Come on. How about the verse current read this morning? Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Exceedingly, abundantly. Ooh, God, God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly in my life. God wants to do exceedingly, above all that I ask or think. Woo, and I got the power of God working in me. I got the power of God on my side. I got the, I got the power of God on my side. I got, ooh, come on, you see this? If it's alive in us, we get excited about it. And we are like, woo, I got the power. If we're religious, we go, isn't that a wonderful verse? Such a wonderful verse. It's so wonderful. The word of God is just so wonderful. And it is, right? But then we put on religious glasses and it just becomes wonderful. It's not to be applied. It's not to be used at all. It's just a wonderful book to sit on the coffee table and open it up. When the, when the guests come over, we open up our Bible and set it on the coffee table. So people go, wow, they must be Christian. They must be very Christian here. They have a Bible open on the coffee table. That's nothing to do with it, is it? Because you could have the whole Bible memorized, I hate to even say memorized, but living on the inside of you, right? And you wouldn't even need this on the coffee table. <laughs> what are, the Jews, they memorized the whole, the whole, man, the whole, uh, the, the first five books, the Pentateuch, right? They'd memorize, they'd memorize it. They could just quote it. I mean, they could just quote, 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 quote the Bible because they, they had put it inside. And of course, we know a lot of them didn't get the light yet, but a lot of them get to get the light now, right? There's a lot of Messianic Jews who can quote huge portions of the Old Testament and probably huge portions of the New Testament too now, right? Messianic Jews. Why? Because a lot of times when the Jews get saved, they actually get serious. Hello, did you hear that? Because they actually know, they actually know the old God, the Old Testament, right? The Old Testament God, they know him. And when they actually see the truth about Jesus, they were, they were at the prayer wall every day. They were serious. Come on, they were serious. Ooh, I've been in Israel. Ooh, they are some serious people. You're at the prayer wall where they're praying and they're all praying at the wall and they're in there studying the word of God and they're quoting the word and they're quoting the word in the, there's a whole, you're at the prayer wall and then you go in here and there's a whole room of, of Orthodox Jews all dressed as you picture them. And they're all quoting the word and just standing at the wall, quoting the word, 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 quoting the word. You're like, boy, these guys are serious. If only Christians would get this serious. Right? So a lot of times they, when they get saved, whoo, they get serious. 
And they don't go, well, isn't this a cute little book? Isn't it a beautiful little book here? I got to put this on my coffee table. No, they, they, they say, ooh, 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 ah, I'm in the new covenant now. I'm in the new covenant. I, I get the blessings of the new covenant. I realize Jesus brought us a new covenant. And now I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. And I came out of the old covenant. I was, in, I was serious about the old covenant. But now I'm in the new and I'm serious. And they hear the words of God because they actually believe this is the word of God. They appreciate the word of God. And they want it in their lives. They want it in their hearts. They just don't want a nice little message. Hallelujah. Come on, you getting this? Did you hear this today? If we truly hear the words of God, we get excited. If we don't get excited about the word, I can guarantee you, you haven't heard it yet. You haven't heard it yet. You might have heard it right here, but you didn't hear it in here. How do you hear it in here? Come on, you just receive it as absolute truth from the word of God. Right? When we say, when we say, Jesus has made a curse for us, you don't say, well, you know, I guess, you know, kind of, you know, you know, right? You ho-hum it, right? Ho-hum it. I've talked with people about healing, you know, specifically, I, I picture this one conversation. Here I'm telling them word after word after word from the Bible, verses from scripture about how God wants to heal them, how God wants to heal, how God wants to heal, how God wants to heal. And it's like, yeah, but, you know. Well, he didn't hear anything. Come on now. Man, I talked to about salvation. And he said, you know, and I, I told him all about salvation, what salvation is, what it means, what you could have in salvation, what, what it is, uh, how to be saved, how to have eternal life. And he says, you know what, Vern, I just, I just believe you turn back into dust and you're done and that's it. I mean, it's no big deal. You know, you turn back into dust and you're done, you're gone forever. Obviously, there was no open ears, right? <laughs> to hear what I had just told him from the word of God. If he had received those words from God into his heart, he would have been born again. He would have received eternal life and been with us forever. But more than likely, he will be in the lake of fire forever because he rejected the only answer for sin. So, see, faith comes by hearing. And he heard me with his physical ears, didn't he? He heard every word I said. He didn't really hear it. Come on now. If you, if you want to grow in faith, I challenge you. Get Start. If you haven't, if you're not like this, get, get like this right away. Get in the word like never before. Amen. Come on. Have open ears to hear the word. Reject religious traditions. Reject them outright. Reject religious tradition. Whoo! I remember. I remember in Bible school. This one, this one older gentleman said, "You know, he found out you know how I got saved and everything, and he found out my history a little bit. And he said, you know, you are so blessed that you didn't go through all the religious traditions that I went through, because I'm still getting over all that stuff." He said, you just came into the faith and believed, and there you go. You're going. I had never thought about it like that. 
but he had been raised in religious traditions. And so his ears were still all messed up. Come on now. So get in the word. Ask the Holy Spirit to, to show you the truth. Amen? To enlighten the truth to you. Ask for open ears to hear. Get alone before God. Amen? Get alone before God. Turn off the TV. Turn off the cell phone. Turn off the computer. Whatever you have to do. Get alone with God. Get quiet before God. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm telling you how to help, help your ears be open. Amen? If you want open ears, if you really want open ears to hear God, you're going to have to get in his word. You're going to have to get alone with him. And also listen to some good anointed preaching of the word. Come on now. Like I said, God gave us ministry gifts for a reason. Hallelujah. And hearing anointed preaching will help us grow in faith because we have to hear it. Hear the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as you do this, come on, as you do this, your faith is going to begin to rise up. And pretty soon, what's going to happen? You're going to start speaking to the mountains. And you ain't going to try it. You're going to do it. Well, Pastor Vern said this. I'm going to try that. It's not going to work. Don't even do it. Don't try it. <laughs> come on now. Don't try it. I've done it. I've done it. I've heard a good message on something. I've heard, oh, 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 I'm going to try that. Didn't work. Did not work. Why? Because I did not have it in yet. It was not deposited yet. It was not growing yet. Hello? Sometimes it might take a little while for that to grow. Hello? I just thought of Karn. Karn got saved after I got saved. But she was raised Roman Catholic, right? And so here we are going to a spirit-filled church where she is attending a Roman Catholic church in the morning with her parents. Coming, well, first, for a while, we went to three churches. I went to, I, I even went to Roman Catholic, which I couldn't do. I was like, I can't take it, I can't take it. <laughs> then we went to my parents' church, which was uh, lukewarmy, uh, you know. And then we got in a spirit-filled church. And here we are sitting in a spirit-filled church for several weeks, right? Weeks. And I'm already born again. I am on fire. I'm sharing the gospel with Karin, who, 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 who believes in God, but is not born again yet. I think there's a lot of Catholics like that. God? Yeah, I, 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 God. Yes, God, God, God. Not born again yet. So she believes in God, prays to God, Right? Does the rosary, does the Mary thing, all that stuff, right? Don't get me started, right? And here we are sitting in a spirit-filled church. I've been born again for several, you know, I don't know, it's probably been, I would guess around three months or so. That we're, we're probably a little longer than that. But we're, we're in a spirit-filled church. We're sitting there and, and she's been hearing the word now for several weeks, right? Hearing the word, hearing the word. Hearing with physical, not so much here yet, right? Come on now. And, and she, there's a guest minister that week who plays the trumpet and worships God with the trumpet. He, he, he had a wonderful trumpet player. He's now gone on to heaven. But he would play the trumpet and worship God with the trumpet and then he'd preach. And she is sitting there in that service 
And we've heard our pastor preach for weeks already. He's given salvation calls. He's talked about Jesus. He's talked about how to be saved. He's talked about how to pray in tongues. He's talked about all these things already. And, and, and Karin is sitting there in the service with the guest minister and, and he gives an altar call at the end. He says, if you want to receive Jesus as Lord today, come forward right now. And she gets up out of her seat and goes down front. And I'm sitting there going, oh my, look at that. Well, I've been telling her the word for weeks. She's been hearing a pastor preach for weeks. And that day, come on, it hit her heart. That, that just, that just uh, illustrates what we've been saying all day today. Come on. The ears had been hearing things. The ears were hearing, the ears were hearing, the physical appendages were hearing all kinds of things. Come on, from pastors, from me, from, from preachers, from, from all kinds of things. They were hearing all kinds of things. But one, then that one day, come on, that one day, it goes down into the heart. And she gets up and she goes down and confesses Jesus is Lord and is born again. Oh, I love this. She didn't try to have religion. Hear that? She didn't go, VJ, which I was, I'm known by VJ and my family because my dad's Vern also. VJ is, is really on fire for God. It seems he's really changed and I, 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 I need to Try that. Wrong, right? Did you get that? I need to try that. If she had tried that, she would have been become just religious. Come on now. I need to go to church because I need to try on some religion. I need to see if it fits me. I need to see, you know, if that religion is going to fit. No, no. It starts with salvation. It goes throughout our whole Christian life. If we really want to operate in real faith, we don't try it. Come on. We actually get the word in. We hear God and then we do. We operate with real faith. We started with real faith. Faith is real. It's a spiritual force that can't be seen, but it's real. So if it's real, that means there is fake. And if we're trying, fake. Come on up. We don't try and have faith. We either have it or we don't. What did James say? If that man doubts at all, he receives nothing. I've said it, I've said it before. And I, I'd never heard me say it until I said it. I was like, I think that's the Lord. <laughs> You either have 100% faith or none. There isn't a 99% in the kingdom. <laughs> you either have complete faith in whatever you're... Now, it, of course, we could talk in many different areas as we have. When you come to Jesus, there, is, there needs to be 100% faith. Because if there's 1% doubt, you're trying it. Hello? 
And that comes with anything, in the, in, in anything you're believing God for, anything you're operating in faith for. If you want to actually operate in faith, you don't try it until you know 100%. Because what happens is faith failures all the time. Well, I tried that, and it didn't work. No, you just didn't hear God yet. And you need to hear him first. You need to hear the word in your heart first. And if you hear it in your heart, you're going to have the answer. You're going to be able to speak to the mountain and it will move. Ooh, glory. It will move. Well, and this is where, this is where, the church has missed it so much. They think, they think it didn't work, so it God wasn't God's will. It didn't work, so, no, no, it, it didn't work because he didn't have real faith. Come on. I'm going to, I know a man once, I, I know a man <laughs> that tried to raise someone from the dead. And I know when he said it, he said, I remember him saying, he says, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, this, 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 this man died and I'm going to go raise him from the dead. And I thought to myself, well, if he has real faith, it'll happen. But I felt in my heart, he didn't have the real faith to do it. But I'm not going to stop. So I'm like, have on. Well, he didn't rise from the dead. You don't try that. You do it. Smith Wigglesworth didn't try it. He did it. Come on. He go into a hospital room and they're dead and they pick him up and throw him against the wall and say, get up! In Jesus' name. And the person starts walking. <laughs> that was faith. And that means he had it in here. He had real operation of faith. That's why I say there's an operation of faith. Come on. There is a real operation of faith. And we do not want to be on the try and thing. Imagine the doctor has been trained for whew, one year and they're operating on people and cutting people up. I don't want no doctor that's been doing this for one year. Come on. If I'm going to cut me up, I want someone to cut up a lot of people. And sew them back together really good. A lot of times, right? There is an operation of faith and you, we can all grow in that, amen? We can grow in this. We can grow in faith. And that's why we're preaching this, what we're preaching right now, because we want to grow up, right? And to truly have faith, we got to really hear, not just hear with our ears, our physical appendages, not just have intellectual consent. Come on. We got to know that we 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 know. Come on, this is a big key. If you want victory, this is huge today. Because if we doubt at all, we get nothing. Come on. And that means exactly what I just said. We got to know that we 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 know. Hello? I was just thinking of this. When Lazarus was raised from the dead and Jesus had already prayed about it, Jesus knew what was going to happen. Jesus didn't get to the tomb of Lazarus and go, boy, I sure hope this works. 
I am going to try this. And boy, I sure hope this works. I mean, I'm hoping this works a lot. I'm really hoping this works. No, when Jesus got to the tomb, he had exactly what was going to happen. He was convinced in his heart, hello, and he spoke and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And he wasn't going, boy, I sure hope he walks. I mean, I sure hope he comes out of there. Boy, I am really hoping because I am going to look like a fool right now. Woo! Well, that's how often we do it as Christians. We try it. And, and Jesus did not try it. And that's how we're supposed to operate Tulsa. We don't try it. We don't go to the tomb of Lazarus and say, come on out, Lazarus, without real faith coming out of our hearts. Come on now. Real operation of faith. And I'll tell you what, you want to grow in faith you're going to have to hear, and then you're going to have to do, you're going to have to live by, live by faith, our title of our series, Live by Faith. Don't expect, just as a doctor, don't expect to be having brain surgery and you've been, you've been cutting people open for 20 minutes. No, you've, you've, you've lived by faith. You've lived by faith. Just as David lived by faith. Come on. And he, he knew. He knew God's will. He knew it. He knew it. He knew that he knew that he knew that he knew. He had heard God. He had spoken with God. He had prayed to God. He had written beautiful psalms to God, right? He knew God. And so when he, he, he went out to speak to Goliath, there was no doubt about it. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on. God said, get, now get this, get this. This is, this is big. God said, if we don't doubt what he said, we get the answer. That is many scriptures. We already read a few of them today. And we could go through a lot more. But he said, if we don't doubt, right? God said it. Don't listen to anybody else. Throughout all religious tradition, Throughout all other words that you've ever heard, God said, if you and I don't doubt, we get what he said. That should be good news. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that true or not? And so when we truly hear God's word, come on, we are going to have faith. We will know that we know that we know that we know that we know when we speak to the mountain, it's going to move. Come on. He said, believe in your heart and speak. Believe in your heart and speak. How are you going to get that? You're going to know. You've heard God in your heart. You've heard it. You've heard it. You've heard it. You've heard it. You haven't heard it just once. You've heard it again and again. And it's alive in you and it's growing in you. And it happens. If it doesn't move... Come on, don't, don't, don't try and blame God. Don't blame the pastor. Don't blame anybody else but yourself. And this is where a lot of Christians miss it. They want to blame everybody but themselves. If we miss it, if it doesn't move, go back to the book. Go back to hearing. Because it's not alive yet. It's not alive yet. Come on now. The gentleman who, who, who was going to raise the person from the dead, it wasn't alive yet. 
You getting this? Hallelujah. Glory. I tell you, I, I've preached on faith before, but I'm having fun. Because this, this, what we're talking about is absolutely revolutionary for, for the religious Christian, right? Who's been in religion their life, whole life, or someone who doesn't even know yet at all about these things. Come on. And you hear this, you hear this, and you're like, wait a second. You mean, you mean Christianity is supposed to be that powerful? Yes, it is. Well, I thought it was just a cute little religion. I was supposed to go to church on Sunday. No, it's supposed to be full of power. Come on, full of life, full of faith, full of mountain moving faith. Come on, be honest. Think, think, of, your, think of your history. Think of all the Christians you know. Think of them and think of the ones who have moved mountains with their faith. You'll be hard pressed to find one. Yet, we just talked about it from the words of Jesus. Come on. We just read scripture after scripture about believing God, that all things are possible to him who believes, and that we can speak to the mountain and it will move. Come on. That's why we're talking about authenticity all the time right now. We need realness. We need authenticity. We need the real deal. We can't keep living a fake Christianity. We cannot have a fake Christianity. We cannot have a false Christianity. We cannot rely on someone's word that is not true. We cannot rely on any religious, religious tradition or religious junk. We got to get in the word. We got to know what Jesus said. We got to live in the word. We got to have the word abiding in us if we're going to accomplish the will of God. Amen. Amen. That pastor sure preaches a lot. <sighs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this is a huge answer for people today. If you heard it. And as I said, I can't make anybody hear it. But I'm going to preach it to the best of my ability with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you truly want to hear God, repeat this prayer after me today. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I want to hear you. My ears are open to your word. I choose to have ears to hear you. I will not close my ears to your truth. I will not say I know it all. I will not reject the words of Jesus. My heart is wide open for your word. I ask for revelation from heaven to understand what you have said. I ask for the precious Holy Spirit to reveal your words to my heart. I want to do all you have for me to do on this earth. I will not doubt your word, but I will receive it and let it grow in me. And then I will produce fruit that will glorify you. Thank you, Father, for hearing me. Thank you, Father, for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. He's answering. Amen. You prayed that with faith from your heart. He's answering. You believe he's answering? Good answer. 
Come on. Because you prayed with faith. Amen? Amen. And when we actually pray with faith, real Christianity, come on, we pray with faith. And we believe. Come on, we believe we have the answer before we see anything. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> Ooh. I'm telling you, there's so many answers there. So many answers there. And so many questions answered, right? So many questions answered. If we'll just look at what God said about it. We'll just look at what he said. Hallelujah. If you're here today, you're online today, but you don't know Jesus as Lord. We talked about it several times throughout this message and, 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 and how to be saved. It's got to have real faith. And it starts with real faith. It begins with faith, right? It's all about faith. And we know Romans 10, 9, that says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe faith in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there we see what we just talked about, believing and confessing. From our mouths, the Lord Jesus. We know the, if you don't know the answer, maybe you're new in the faith, maybe you're online right now, you don't know what we're talking about. All have sinned, fallen the short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but God gave us the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And, and he died on the cross for us. His blood was shed for us. And now the payment has been made for everyone on this earth to receive forgiveness of sin and to be cleansed of all sin and to be made a new creation in Christ Jesus and to have eternal life with God forever. And that way has been made through Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. He said it. Those are the words of Jesus. It's not changing. For anybody, anywhere, doesn't matter who wants to change it, it will never change. Jesus is the way. There is no other way. You can try the religions. If you want to try a religion, you'll never get there. But if you want to accept Jesus and what he did for you, believe in him and confess him as Lord, you'll come right into the kingdom and you'll be born again. If that's you today, whether you're here or online and you don't know Jesus as Lord, but you want to confess him as Lord right now with faith from your heart, uh, say this prayer after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I want nothing to do with the works of darkness. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in. The way in is Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I confess him as Lord. And now I'm born again. According to your word, I am saved. Teach me, Heavenly Father, your ways. Show me your ways. I will walk in them. I will do them. And I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If that's you today and you want to get serious, I always tell people, first of all, be a witness immediately for Jesus. Go out and be bold right now. Secondly, devour this word, which we talked quite extensively about today. Thirdly, get involved in an on-fire church. Don't be part of a lukewarm church in these last days. Jesus said he'll spit out the lukewarm. Fourth, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't let the devil steal that from you. Every Christian should pray in tongues. Every single one. If you hear anybody say otherwise, they are living in religious traditions. Fifthly, start serving in the body of Christ. Don't just be a talker, be a doer. 
Sixthly, worship and pray and praise as much as possible throughout your day while you're developing your relationship with God. Don't forget to talk to your God, amen? And seventh, never forget, he is now Lord. Jesus is Lord and that means whatever he says goes. And he is never trying to hurt us. He is never trying to lead us into any curse for he bore the curse for us. He is only trying to get us into life. And he'll lead us, he'll lead everyone into life that will listen to him, listen to his word and receive it in their hearts. Glory to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you we can live in truth. Jesus, you said the word or the truth will set us free. Your truth will set us free. We can actually walk out what you want us to walk out. We don't, live, we don't want to live in traditions that make the word of God of no effect. We want the real deal. We want to walk out real Christianity. We want to walk this earth as real children of the living God. We want to walk out what you have planned for us. We want to fulfill your will. We want to do everything, everything you want us to do, Father. And we know, we know we're going to have to live by faith to do it. So, Father, thank you for helping us today. I thank you for words from heaven, words I never uh, have spoken before, Father. I thank you for words this morning. We asked for them, we believed for them, and we got them. And we got answers to questions today, Father. We, we don't give any glory to any man in this place. We turn back now, Father, and give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Belongs to our God forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week.